What is up? This is Edgar otra vez. Welcome to another episode of the Floro Podcast. On today's show, we have the Lion, Martin, and uh, we're going to be doing a boxing update. We're going to talk a little Tyson. We're going to talk a little Terrence Crawford, um, some drama, all that good stuff. Anyway, uh, if you want to support the podcast, head on over to shop.theflowrollpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram as The Flow Roll. Now, here's the show. The, the Crawford uh, fight. Uh, okay, was, yeah, that was that was nice to watch, especially after because I watched it after Tyson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But hey, here, let's let's get started. Yeah. Um, welcome to another episode of the Flow Row Podcast. This is Edgar otra vez, and today we're doing a uh, boxing update with uh, my good friend Martin, the legend, the lion. <laughs> You see how many more uh, nicknames I can get on there. You come up with. Oh, the like, <laughs> lion is good. You like you the lion? I like the lion. Sense of gravitas, like the senator, like the lion of the Senate. You know, like the, <laughs> the senior senator. Uh, there you yeah, go. Like there you go. Um, yeah, it's it's very it's very masculine, very alpha sounding. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, uh, how you doing, bro? How things? I'm doing well, hanging in there. Hey, uh, another holiday season is upon us, so hanging in there and looking forward to a new year. Yeah. Did you have a lot of turkey? I think I had just enough. I think turkey is one of those <laughs> things, at least for me. I mean, generally speaking, Thanksgiving is one of those things that after, like, by Saturday, by Sunday, I'm pretty much done. Like, yeah, I don't really want any more of this turkey. I need a, an Italian beef or something. We got to change it up here. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, I need to have more dark meat, more more dark meat of the turkey. I think I've been going too much to, with the, with the breast meat. Uh, I think dark meat's the way to go. I um I I you know with with you know the holidays and all tamales is going to be coming soon. You know at least for me, yes. like in, and and Christmas and stuff. And I get like that too with both turkey and tamales. This is like okay, look, I can't do these anymore. Like this is, I know I'm killing myself slowly here with all the tam- with all the masa and but stuff. Oh yeah, we make tamales. Oh, my wife makes some tamales too. She does. Uh, she she makes a lot of tamales during the season. They're delicious, and you're right, they're so not healthy for you, but they're so delicious. Oh man, we in my house we eat them like potato chips. Like we just pop them and like <laughs> I, I'm I've gotten I've gotten to that age where. I just, I can't do that anymore. If not, if I want to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, so uh, I saw the Tyson fight. Um, I have, I have lots to say about the, the fight and the production it's in itself. Uh, but let me, let me hear what your thoughts are. Well, I think what I'm most struck by, um, are some of the things I've heard post in terms of the numbers that they did. Oh, they did numbers. It, it seems like, now I didn't watch this live because I know it was on an app. I don't know if you saw it live, but it was on this Triller app and yeah. it was like 50 bucks, I believe. Yeah. I Apparently they are claiming, the Triller people are claiming that they did some ridiculous amount of numbers for pay-per-views. Hmm. Like in the many millions, okay. which is up there with, you know, uh, Pacquiao versus Mayweather, that kind of, Numbers, really? Which seems hard for me to believe, but 
if it's anywhere near being true that they got, let's say they got two million. Okay. That's pretty huge. That is oh. pretty. Javante Davis Santa Cruz got two hundred thousand. Okay. So, and, and now you're hearing talk that Evander wants to get in on this. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of this, Evander Holyfield. What's yep. his name? Um, not Shannon Briggs. Uh, the Let's Go Champ. Who's, who's yeah, um, that's Shannon the Cannon, isn't it? Is it oh, Shannon Briggs? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no Let's Go Champ. You're talking about um, no, 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 that's Shannon. Is it okay? Yeah, that's Shannon Briggs, Shannon the Cannon. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of some uh, Olympic champion by the name of the Shannon. But, but yeah, uh. he wants to get in on, on this deal. So I'm just curious what this means. Is this another, is this going to be like a senior boxing tour? Because, you know, boxers are, are notorious. Uh, guys who don't really want to retire, who don't want to leave the game. They're, they're practically carried out of the ring, right? Yeah. Um, but if now if there's a circuit for older guys to hang around and, and do this stuff and make a little money, um, I'm just interested. I'm just curious what this might mean. Is this a whole new market that they're opening up? Wow, I did not know about this. I um, if this is true, assuming that the, that these triller numbers are accurate, that they did do, fuck, even if they did a million, even if yeah. they did like a million, million five. They they that's huge. It was it was difficult to to find a way to watch this fight. I actually. Um, I was able to. I have Amazon. I'm. I'm. I'm like uh, TVs and stuff. So I was able to find an app that did it. Uh, I used the the fight app, but there was several different ways that you could watch this thing. Um. So there was a little bit of a like a a barrier in terms of technology, right? Uh. If if they were more apt to like maybe go to like ESPN Plus or something a little more established, I think that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even the zone, you know, maybe they would have done, uh, maybe it would have been easier. Maybe they would have even got more numbers. But I wonder if those numbers are accurate. I, I uh, because they went across so many different platforms, right? And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how reliable, not, I, and I don't, I just don't know. I, I'm right. I have no idea either. I have, I'm completely ignorant in terms of the analytics for these devices or these apps. So I don't know how accurate Fight would be, F I T E or any of these other, you know, apps. Mm -hmm. So I'm really surprised. Uh, Cause I got to tell you, I watched it live and I was really annoyed. Um, one of the things I, I, I witnessed uh, as I was going is they shot it like a music video. So while they're <laughs> yeah. fighting, they're running the camera around the ring, you know, and it was bugging the shit out of me because I could not see the punches. I could not see things happening. And because they're, 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 they're literally going around the ring on the crane or something. I don't know how they did it. Mm -hmm. um, but they were, they were flowing around the ring with this, with the camera and the referee kept getting in the way. So uh, in, in my opinion, the, the most entertaining, most like, uh, box boxing worthy fight of the night was um the first fight Jermaine Artiz versus uh Solomon Cigar. I, yes, I heard people like that fight. That was a good fight. That was a real fight. The rest of it was just kind of like whatever, you know? Um a little more wrestling, a little more WWE. It was a little like uh I guess Badu Jack versus Blake McCurran was uh, okay. 
but mm -hmm. uh, but Jake Paul versus Nate Paul or, or Nate whatever Nate Robinson, former Nate, Chicago Bull. Yeah, that was that was that was disturbing. That really bothered me. And um, I, I forget the name of that that one announcer who's kind of a, a little bit of a troublemaker uh, who speaks. Uh the the black dude he um well they had i know they had um snoop dog on there well no i'm talking about like on, on espn i think or somebody oh uh, you know who i'm talking about uh, his name no I, i'm not sure his name escapes me but every time he opens his mouth he says something kind of crack oh wacky um, is it oh is it there's a canadian guy no black dude um Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, he he usually gets on my nerves, this particular guy. And uh, uh, I saw him say something on, on that particular fight, the Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. And I was in total agreement. He, that fight um, was, was not good in terms of the danger Nate Robinson put himself on in taking that fight. Because... I, I don't know who the, I, I know that the one guy is a football player. The other guy is like a YouTube star or some shit. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort it, of YouTube's. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a celebrity match or whatever. And I was just like, this is nonsense. Uh, uh, that, that I, it really bothered me because when, when Nate Robinson got knocked out, he got knocked out. Yes. I did see that. He got, he was out cold, flat on his face. Yeah. It was, it was not good. It was, it, like and plus they had all these like rappers and stuff and music in between rounds, which um, I, I thought was interesting. Like it and and I can appreciate what they were going for, you know. Like mm -hmm. they wanted to kind of mix it up, do something a little different, um, and I I can appreciate that. Like good, you know, you get an A for effort. Like I appreciate what what they were trying to do and kind of make make a show, make kind of something really different. And I really, I, I, I enjoyed some of it, you know, um, but I, I came to watch boxing and, yes. and I was, um, uh, it, it, I think I would have done better if the camera just did what usual sports cameramen do. And mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of it for the, in terms of the night uh, just kind of shouted uh, an experience, you know, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. it was, it was, uh, very amateurish in, in, in some ways. Um, cause I mean, there was, there were shots and this is, this is the problem. I was, I was paying attention more to the angles and the camera work than I was for the boxing, the fight. Yeah. And, and it really, really bugged me. It, I don't know if I got used to it or if they just chilled out towards the end, but I was, I was able to enjoy the fight a little more. But by the time Tyson and, and, and Roy Jones came on, <laughs> Snoop Dogg had made his way to the table uh, on the commentary table and started making commentary. And, 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 it just oh I, I it just hurt me man because he was making jokes and making fun and in some ways I found it disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Um so I turned it off. I, I I turned I turned him off, I turned them all off. But I I actually was watching some of the fights over again because I remembered I was just like, I can't remember these fights. You know, and that's because I couldn't watch it. 
And um, yeah. so I went back to YouTube to kind of watch them and I found them in Spanish. And I was like, God damn it, I should have watched them in Spanish. <laughs> you gotta got the more exciting call. Yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have been getting, you know, a professional boxing call, you know? And and that was, I was, I mean, I don't want to shit on the show. <laughs> like I thought it was a great effort. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really cool. And more than anything, like seeing Tyson and Roy Jones go at it, there was there was it made me really kind of like it made me really wish really hard that 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 Tyson would have been able to do more. Like I wanted to see more Tyson, but young Tyson. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and even Roy Jones, like it made, it made me nostalgic. I wanted to jump on the you know YouTube and watch some old fights. Uh, yeah. But as far as like like what the the caliber of fight they were doing, it was okay, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I would agree. They're they're fifty something. They're yes. What they did is amazing. You know. Of course. Yeah. Um. Sure. Uh. Roy Jones was you know sucking air in between rounds. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Tyson really looked great. He looked. He was in phenomenal shape. Yeah, he did look much good, more didn't so he? than uh than Roy. Or it didn't look like he was in, in as good a shape, but it's just amazing how, for all the talk of how amazing they look in, in you know, in training and sparring, which they did, mm-hmm. how, how much more mortal they looked in in the ring. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I definitely had a sense of this. I think that was a big part of this was 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 the nostalgia part. Yeah, because it definitely tickled a part, or yeah, definitely tickled a part of me that wanted to remember the good old days. What to me was the that golden age of boxing for me. Mm-hmm. Was that that mid to early '90s when you had uh, Tyson and Holyfield and Roy Jones and Chavez mm-hmm. and Pernell Whitaker, and you had, you know, it seemed like every month there was a big fight, or every two months there was a big fight where everybody got together at somebody's house, and you just had a great time. Yeah. And so there was that kind of nostalgia there. It just that, at least for me, that doesn't really happen too much anymore. Yeah. So it did. Yeah. The, and that's, and I think getting back to what I was saying earlier, there may be a market for this. I'm surprised. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch this production again. Like if Triller did it again, I won't watch it. You know, um, they would have to polish it up a lot. Like maybe, yeah, allow for the music video type shooting for X in between rounds or in between fights. That's cool. You know, I'll put up with that, but I'll be putting up with it and, but get real, sports you know cameramen for the actual fight you know yeah um that if if they did that i'd be more apt to maybe watch another one but uh, i i i would uh no it, it just made it just made it so evident that there's that uh, there there's it was amateur hour you know it's mm-hmm. yeah and, and and there's a level of professionalism that we kind of take for granted in these other yeah. productions, like, you know, you know, uh, you know, ESPN, whatever, you know, and, uh, it, it made me take that. It made me appreciate the quality of everything they do because from the commentary to the, the shooting, cause mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, even some of the shots were taking, like, I, I didn't real I didn't realize this. Right. But, 
you know, as I was watching it, it was like, how come I can't see what's going on? And it might have been because the ring was smaller too, because that was one of the things that Tyson asked yeah. for. But the camera was like outside the ring on almost every shot. Didn't matter where the camera was was shooting, what angle it was shooting from. It was always shooting through the ropes and I could not see what was going on. So um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of that. Um, and, and, it, and, and so like that made me aware, holy shit, like these guys, when they shoot cam, when they shoot the, the fight, I don't, how do they do it? How do they get in the ring, but not be in the ring? You know? Yeah. They're up on the apron, but just outside of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it just um, made me realize how much I take that for granted, like the level mm-hmm. of quality. Uh, but as far as like what I, I don't know if I will watch Roy Jones and, and Tyson again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like Rory was very much in mostly in survival mode with, with, with good, with good reason. Uh-huh. Mike Tyson's still a dangerous man. I, it seemed like he would once in a while throw a combination that would maybe land a little bit or, or have some sting on it, but it seemed like he was pretty much in survival mode. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. He, he hugged, he, he went into the clinch a lot. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yes. There was, there was a little glimpse of like, you know, awesome Roy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he, he, he like dodged a punch here, to, you know, here and there right. and, and like kind of was slick, but for the most part, Roy just hold on, held on for dear life. And, and yeah, like Tyson would, <laughs> there was a yes. couple of times, there was a couple of times Tyson threw some nasty ones and I'm like, Ooh, those look nasty. Right. I, yeah. There was a body punch in there somewhere that I saw. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, I look like that body fucking hurt. And, and I also saw like some post fight interviews where I, I swear to God, it seemed like Roy was holding one arm up. Like uh-huh. over his ribs, like it, like something really hurt. You know what I mean? Just kind of holding his arm right there, like going, "God damn, that still hurts." Because yeah. he was kind of just holding up his arm, kind of weirdly, in some post fight interview. I'm like, "Oh my god, I, I wonder if it was that body punch that I saw that mm-hmm. he's still still feeling it." Which I can, I can only imagine. It probably would crumple me in half. Yeah, um, yeah. Tyson's, a, you know, he Tyson looked good, man. I mean, he. I mean, let's be real. Like, you know, the guy could probably take on most normal people half his age right oh like, yeah oh yeah but yeah but he wouldn't you know but he wouldn't stand a chance with you know a young you know hungry actual real of course, fighter with an know? elite level fighter in his yeah. mid-20s yeah he's, no. yeah right yeah no. but i mean if mike wants to do this and there are people like holyfield who are willing to get in the ring with him um and if it's true that they are making money on this, this could be a whole nother cottage industry. Maybe they could even package these fights with like legitimate fights on one big pay-per-view card. Because mm-hmm. um, I was thinking if there is an appeal to the um, to the general public, because obviously aficionados like, like you and I are going to watch fights, but yeah, for the, for in order to have a big fight, like a, like a Tyson Holyfield, like a, like a Pacquiao Mayweather, even like a Pacquiao, uh, Marquez, you have to have some crossover appeal to the to the casual fan. Yeah, um, and maybe this is one way you could bring in casual fans to get to know somebody like let's say like an Errol Spence who's fighting in a couple of weeks, who's a good fighter but isn't that well known. Uh, Terence Crawford, who you saw fight recently, is not that well known. Mm-hmm. Great fighter, 
Uh, maybe if you couple a fight with him, with uh, Tyson Holyfield on the undercard, maybe that brings a, a knowledge to a casual fan about a fighter that they would not have otherwise known. But I don't even know what, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, off the yeah. top of my head, if, if that's something that they could take advantage of. Because that's what, I don't know if you heard some of the stuff that's been going on in the wake of the Terrence Crawford fight and with his promoter, Bob Arum. No, what happened? Well, basically, Bob Arum says he he can't promote Terrence Crawford, and he said like oh. to his face and like post fight interviews saying that you know I'm not making any money on this dude. Oh, and it, it, it's just been really weird, and like just from the stuff that just the, the few things that I've seen, it just seems really weird for a promoter to say that about his fighter, and hmm. it looked like they were going to separate, but now it looks like maybe. The uh, the Terrence Crawford camp is going to stick it out with Bob Arum because he's, of course, a huge name. But Bob Arum is claiming that he can't promote Terrence Crawford. And now it looks like Terrence Crawford may or there was talk of him going over to the PBC, to that professional boxing or elite, whatever that PBC uh, boxing circuit is. Because mm -hmm. Errol Spence, who is the other major welterweight in the world right now, is fighting over there. And that's been the thing that people want to get those two guys together, but they just can't get them together to fight. Uh-huh. That's too bad, man. Like, oh, like what do you do when you're when you're Terrence Crawford, right? I mean, like some of the some of the like, for example, some of the other fighters, they do things like, you know, to kind of, you know, they they hang out on on social, they talk shit, they they do all these things, right? They give them kind of personality, they give them they gives them a little more kind of awareness to the public. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you if because I, I guess this is more of a marketing issue, right? for Terrence Crawford like it. than it is yeah. whether he, you know, cause I mean, it, it's about star power, right? What you're talking about having Tyson and maybe Holyfield, which I, I would watch. I, I, I'll be yeah. frank. I would, I would watch that. I, I don't know what would happen, but I would watch that. Uh, only because uh, I was just thinking, what if you could talk Lennox Lewis, Lewis and um, Riddick Bowe to finally settle their old beef. Oh. <laughs> Sign me up. I, I would watch that in, in a heartbeat. You, you're familiar with, with their old beef going back way back in the day, going back to the Olympics. Well, I mean, it was just one of those guys that are kind of like always were in the same kind of crowd, right? They were always in the... And, and there was always talk that Bo was avoiding Lennox Lewis, that he would, and of course, that he would talk the talk and in front uh -huh. of the public, but deep down inside, Riddick Bo didn't want Lennox Lewis. So there was always a beef because Lennox Lewis always called him out on that, like, come uh -huh. on. Yeah. Um, they fought in the Olympics. Lennox Lewis beat him. Um, Riddick Bowe did famously ditched the belt and had a big press conference and he put the belt in a garbage can like, <laughs> because whoever it was, the WBC or the WBA was obligating him to fight Lennox Lewis and he uh -huh. didn't want Lennox Lewis. He was, this was when he was fighting Holyfield. So there's a, there's an old beef between those two guys that they never mixed it up in, at the pro ranks. How old so are those shit. guys? How, how old are those well, guys? Well, they're going to be a similar age, maybe, yeah, but a similar age to Mike Tyson, maybe a little bit younger, maybe in their late 40s. Okay. That's, I was trying to look that up right now. I could, but like, um, man. Fuck, bring Andrew Galata back. Have him fight some guys, man. Fuck that. You know, have yeah. him fight pretty, You know, we need a heel. We need a good heel. I, I think that, I think that would be fun. Um, I don't know if I could pay for it, though. You know? Like, yes, that's the thing. Unless there's something with it. Unless I'm seeing also, right, maybe a Terrence Crawford fight or yeah. an Errol Spence fight. Or we're watching, you know, uh, 
some other big heavyweight fight or something, you know, somebody else who can kind of fill the bill. Like that would, that would be fun to watch, but I wouldn't pay for it all by it all by itself. I, I just, yeah. it needs, it needs more. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe like a young, hungry, unknown who's, 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 you know, growing, you know, go, you know, coming up the ranks. Um, but you know, you know, just in general, like, I like what this did for Tyson and for Jones. It gave them, it's kind of like, the only thing I can think about, like that would become like, that would come close to this would be uh, like a sort of recognition of, of rank, right? Like we know you guys, your, your, your prime is gone, but you're still worth, uh, you know, you're still amazing. Your knowledge makes you amazing. Your, your knowledge makes you worthy of, of a title of some sort. Because uh, afterwards, uh, w, the WBC gave them honorary belts. And it's kind oh, of- Really? Yeah, like they presented them both with belts. And uh, it was funny because Tyson said that one of the only reasons that they were able to fight was because nobody else would take the fight. You know, Roy Jones was the only guy, you know, who would take the fight. And so like he, he meant it as a compliment, you know, like, so, but like, I get it, you know, and it's kind of like what they do in, um, in jujitsu, there's this thing called the, the red belt, you know, it's above the black belt. And it's, you get it when you have been in jujitsu for many, many, many years, like 20 something years i think 25 you can only get this uh red belt when you've had that much time as a black belt and i think you also have to be kind of um uh, you have to be kind of initiated you you can't just get it you know you someone has to want to give it to you um and I, i i can't help but feel that the wbc or just the attention they got for this is like them getting a boxing version of a red belt, you know, sort of an emeritus title. Yes, yes, it is kind of cool. I, I, I like that. I, I like what this did for them. I, I really, and especially with Tyson and being the person he is, especially now in his age, I, I like the the notoriety, the notoriety something like this does for him. Um, I don't, uh, I. Because he deserves it. I think he deserves it. I think Roy Jones deserves it. They've done a lot for boxing. I think he's very unique mm-hmm. in, in his experience. Yeah. And um, he he deserves notoriety. And I really, that's the one thing I, I really kind of like about this fight. Because now everybody everybody's clapping for him. Everybody's giving him his recognition. And it's a bunch of old guys telling these old guys, you guys are awesome. You know, and I I like that. I like that that kind of... He is a, he is kind of like welcomed into the fold of these elders, kind of like, you know, he's, he's the, the chief of these elders, kind of like this, what these men yeah. are now. And I, I don't know if there's anything like for boxing, like there is like for jujitsu where you get a red belt. I, I, I hope that maybe this is what this becomes something kind of like a, you know, a, a thing for these men that can say, look, you know, you don't get a black belt, you don't get this or whatever, but you're, you're accomplished, you're mastered, you know, and this is, here's the proof, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, 
and I believe this is part of, of a larger venture that Mike Tyson is, is undertaking, right, of, of athletes, of retired athletes, retired greats kind of coming back and facing off for one last hurrah, right? Yeah. What, what did he call it? Oh, I forgot what they – not the seniors. I, the, um, I, the I think they call it legends something or other. Or something something to that effect, yeah. So it's, it's also a very interesting idea because he said, what, they're going to have a – a one-on-one game between Dennis Rodman and, and Meta World Peace, the former Ron Artest. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that, and you know, and that they'll show, they'll train for like six weeks. So of course they'll document the training leading up to the event and that'll be part of, of the event. And then, you know, you have the, the night of reveal, I guess. Oh, it's called uh, legends only league. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what he's doing. That's, that's his thing. Um, yeah, um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed Tyson. Uh, I like Tyson a lot. I like, I like who is, who, who he, he has become, as I mentioned in another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and the, it made me really happy for this man to kind of, you know, they, they called it a draw, but come on, we know who won that fight. You know? Yes. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. If there was to be a, an actual decision, obviously Mike Tyson won it Yeah, you know, going away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as the Crawford broke fight, so uh, like Crawford, Crawford beat, uh, you know, Kell Brooks in the fourth round with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with what would seem to be um, like an overhand right hook over the shoulder. Yeah, it was kind of like a, yeah, like a combo jab hook. Yeah. Because right? um, Crawford is he fights out of the orthodox stance out of the left-handed stance a lot, but he's also, he'll, he'll, he'll go both ways. He'll also fight out of a right-handed stance as well, but yeah, it was some sort of a jab hook. Yeah. Um, it, interesting it, punch. Yeah. It, it was weird. And um, it, I was, I was kind of, it was kind of a, a weird fight and just cause it, it was, he, it didn't seem like much happened, you know? And then right there in the end, it got exciting. And um, it, it was, um, I was surprised because Brooke seemed to be like winning the fight, you know, mm-hmm. but then like right at the end, he, 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 he did a little switching throughout the fight. Terrence Crawford did. Uh, but then finally he went to Southpaw and then caught him with that, with that weird hook jab thing. Uh and I, I found that interesting because it was like he stepped on the outside of the foot to get the angle for that jab hook, right? And meanwhile, uh, something was happening to like he saw something Crawford did. I, I just thought Crawford is a little bit of a like I always I find it fascinating that guys like this can figure people out in the fight, right? Like mm-hmm. that that is amazing to me. He's like, okay, yeah. I, I see something here. I know I know how I can win. Like that's amazing to me, and, and that's what Crawford did. He he saw something, and he said, "I'm going to step out to the outside, and then catch him with this hook," you know. And something about stepping to the outside. I think I saw Brooke kind of reaching with his right because he was throwing that right hand to try to kind of uh, negate, you know, um, Crawford's you know softball stance, but it didn't work for him, you know. And and uh, he faked the jab, and then that's when Crawford came over over the jab. And, and caught him with that weird left, uh, that weird right jab hook thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then it was after that it was over. Like he just he wasn't the same after that. He just kind of fell apart. Like the referee stopped it. 
he, he, you know, he, he, he told Crawford to go to the neutral corner, you know, gave this guy an eight count. Then they went back at it. And then it was, it was like, he wasn't even trying after that. He was just covering up. Yeah. And um, it was, it was really interesting, but it makes me, it also makes me sad that um, Bob Aaron wouldn't says that he's, he's not promotable. He, you know, as a promoter, that's his job, isn't it? I mean, he's in charge of marketing. I would think. Yeah, I would think. I, I'm not really sure what the intricacies are of what he's claiming, why it's so difficult or what has happened. It, it was just shocking to hear a promoter say that, you know, in an interview after the fight with the fighter right there. Uh, it was, certainly was awkward. I mean, it just felt awkward as hell. Like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like I'm imposing on a private conversation here. I shouldn't <laughs> be here. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you know, like with a couple of fights in public, you're like, oh, we need to let, you know, leave them alone. Let them settle this. I should not be listening to this. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like I'm imposing on somebody's private affairs. Like, holy shit. I, I, um, did, I did see that interview and I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I, I, I don't think I paid attention to it like you did. I, I feel like. I, I think it might've been, there was, might've been a subsequent interview too. Um, okay. It might not have been the one immediately, you know, the one in the ring after the fight or even in yeah. the locker room. It was one like later on that night or maybe even oh, a okay. day or two later where they kind of compounded on that and they kind of, you know, Aram tried to clarify but didn't really back down, still saying that he's having difficulty promoting Terrence Crawford. So it was just really weird mm. to hear that, you know, just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know what you would do to fix that. I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, it's, it's like, like you said about Canelo, he's kind of, you know, playing Jane, a little dull, you know, like, what do you, I mean, they're not talking shit. They, they don't, they're not rude, you know, like, right. It, it just seems I mean, like. Crawford is not a big talker either, but he does have that mean streak. And I, I, what you said, I think was, was you nailed it. I think Crawford's one of his biggest assets is his ability, his IQ in the ring, mm. how he can dissect and figure out your weakness and how he can exploit it. I think that is his biggest asset. Uh, aside from all his physical attributes, he's, he knows how to put combinations together. He hits hard enough, yeah. you know, enough to cause you damage, enough where you have to respect his power because he can knock you out, especially later on. But I think it, it's his boxing IQ that is really impressive. Mm -hmm. um, and time is running out for him too. He, he's in his early 30s. He's in his third weight class now that he's moved up. So he's older fighting guys who are naturally a little bit bigger than he are, than he is. Mm -hmm. His time is running out. He's got a, you got to strike while the iron is hot. So yeah. I, I don't know. He, he's got to figure something out because the big money fight, well, post fight. Now they were saying that he wants to fight Pacquiao. Yes. That's on his, that's on his radar. Um, money wise, it makes sense. I guess if you can generate that the pay-per-views, which I have no reason to believe that Manny Pacquiao cannot generate those pay-per-views. I'm sure he still can. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how badly I want to see that fight though. Really? You wouldn't, you would. I mean, I, I guess I would. No, I, I'll take that back. I'll, I'll rephrase it. Um, I would think it would be a good fight. I think it would be too. I, I think, yes, I think it would be too. It's not the first, it's not the, the I, I guess, it's not the fight I want him to see. I don't want, that's not the fight I want to see first. I want to see him fight Errol Spence. Um, oh, okay. Terrence Crawford, that is. Um, oh, yeah. I, I from, from the last time I saw Manny Pacquiao fight, I have no doubt that he 
that he would make it a very competitive fight. And he's still dangerous enough. Yeah. I, yeah. And, but like uh, Terrence Crawford, he, he looks like he's a bigger fighter. I mean, Manny Pacquiao yes. has always been a smaller fighter. Right. Right. You know, he's always been the smallest. He, I mean, but, uh, you know, who do you think would, would win that fight? I'm wondering if Terrence would just be a little too slick for him okay. at, at this point in his career. I, yeah. A younger Pacquiao probably is, is a, certainly is a different story. A mm-hmm. younger Pacquiao is more of a force of nature who probably tracks him down and it'd be, it would have been a great fight. Yeah. I think at, at this point in time, Terrence just might be just slick enough. He might even be able to, to do some damage late or accumulate some damage later on in the fight. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I think Terrence just might be a little too slick for him at this point. But yeah, we're talking about an older Pacquiao now, right? Right. And at some point, he's going to age. One of these times, he's going to step into the ring, and it's not going to be there. Yeah. It's I, just a matter of time. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, for both of these men, but yeah. Right, of course, yeah. But, but you would think Manny's a little closer to that day. You would think. Yeah. But that might not be the case. You're right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And the other thing too is, it's like uh, the people around Pacquiao will probably be like, "Okay, look, this is—he's dangerous. This is a dangerous fight. You know, there's not really, you know, is what people talk, right? Like, you know, what, what coaches talk about, what, what managers talk about. This is like, okay, look, you're getting to a point where it's dangerous. You're a little older now. This guy's a dangerous fighter. He's hungry. He's going to win this fight, or he could win this fight. You're just putting yourself at risk. You don't need the money anymore. Why do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah." Like let's get another tomato can or somebody, and and have you you know you know walk away with a with a fight or with a win and, and, and some cash, because I mean he doesn't need he doesn't you know he he's the star right in in the Terence Crawford oh, fight right oh yeah I mean people will pay you know to watch Pacquiao you know make movies and sing or whatever I mean he doesn't yeah, have to, yeah. doesn't have to fight at this point. So, oh yeah, he dictates the split too. He determines if it's going to be a 60-40 split. It's mm-hmm. it's not going to be 50-50. That's for, that's for damn sure. Oh, for damn sure. Yeah. Cuz I mean, yeah, Crawford Crawford isn't the star here. So it, no, it's no. it's it would be, you know, it would be for it would be a, a favor. I shouldn't say a favor, but it would be in in it this fight would be would be more beneficial for Crawford. So like Oh, absolutely. If I was if I was a Manny's camp, I would be like, "Yeah, no, dude. Don't bother." You know, if I was watching out for my fighter, if I was a, right, if I was right. a manager or coach, mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's not do this guy, you know? And and that's, that's what happened. That's probably what Bob Irvin was talking about because Crawford doesn't have, he's dangerous, but he doesn't have the star power. Yeah. He's he, yeah. It's, it's like kind of the worst of both worlds worlds yeah. for him. You're, you're, you're too good and you're not, uh, you're not a big draw. So guys are going to avoid you like the plague. Yeah. Um, until they have to fight you, until they have no choice. Yeah. Um, but I could see Manny taking the fight. I mean, Manny's still a, a proud champion. Yeah. Um, he may just see this as another challenge to just to cement his greatness, to prove all the doubters wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, fighters are these type A personalities. Yeah. Um, and reason is not is often not going to work with them. Yeah. Like that, you know. Yeah, you're 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 right. They they're they're warriors, right? And uh, mm-hmm. these are not the type of guys that be like, oh, you know, I could get, you know, I can have this problem or that problem in my old age. They don't give a fuck. 
They, yeah, they, they're probably not even thinking that way. Like, hell, I'm going to destroy that guy. He does no idea what he just stepped into. Yeah. Uh, that's their mentality. They're, they're looking to do some damage. Yeah. And that's why they're fighters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would pay for to, to watch the fight. I mean, I, I probably would too. I, and hopefully they, they would, they would hook it up with some good undercard fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably something I, I would pay to watch. Yeah. Um, and of course, Errol Spence is fighting in, in, in a week or two um, nice. against, uh, against Garcia, which should be interesting. Um, Errol Spence is coming off of this. He's, he's, the, he's the other welterweight champion. He's considered one of the top fighters in the world. And that's who, everybody wants to see a matchup with versus Terrence Crawford. He had a, um, a big victory last year, but days after he had, he got in a horrible car accident. I don't know if you saw oh, I didn't know on this. YouTube. I mean, the car flipping over, he got thrown out of the car by some miracle. Errol Spence lived. Um, it, it really is still pretty shocking. There's video on YouTube of the car getting caught on like home surveillance, somebody's front yard camera. And it was a bad, it, it looked really bad. It's, it's shocking that he survived. So there's, Questions about how far is he back? Can he come back um, from something like that? Because the injuries, he got it, his face was injured pretty badly in this accident. Jesus Christ. So how will he be able to come back? Will have Has he completely healed not only physically, but probably more importantly, psychologically? Uh, he hasn't fought since then. And how long, um, how long ago was this? Just about a year ago, it was right after his last fight with with Porter. It was a great fight. Porter's a great. I love him. He's a really good fighter and a really good broadcaster. He's a great fight analyst. Mm. Um, it was a good fight, strong, hard fight, um, tough fight. But Errol Spence won it. He pulled it out with a a knockdown in the eleventh or the twelfth round, which gave him the victory. Gave him the decision. And days after that really like maybe his biggest victory ever days after that he gets into this horrible car accident and he's been out of commission uh since then now we'll have to see how um how he looks uh this garcia is is a former champion he's a he's fought who did i think he lost to thurman but he's a good solid fighter he could i still think errol spence is the favorite Mm. um but it wouldn't shock me if if Garcia had had a good night and, and maybe won the fight. He is a, a former multi division champion. He's from Philadelphia. He's a hungry kid, um, so he he's going to come in looking to 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 make a big impression. But we'll have to see. So it's that's also an, an interesting development coming on to see if Errol Spence can come back or if this is it. Maybe the the car accident took a lot out of him. I don't, man. So like. My, my concern is, is that you said he's got his face all jacked up. How severe were those, were the, was that injury? You know, right. like, and, are, and, are we talking about just like scars? Or are we talking about bone reconstruction of the face? Well, that's the other thing. They, there weren't too many details released. There were some photos released where his face looked really jacked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was speculation that some facial bones must have been broken or could have been broken. Yeah. And depending on the severity, obviously, of the breakage, that would that would dictate what intervention had to be done, whether something had to be put in there or if, obviously I'm just speculating. But, yeah, we just don't know what kind of damage was done to to his to, to his to his face physically. Mm-hmm. And if there is 
an increased danger for him to re- get re-injured now. Um, well, because well, I know that's that's kind of true for the orbital bone. I think that once the orbital bone breaks once, you're more it's more propense, you're more predisposed to have it broken again yeah. in follow-up fights. It just for some reason it doesn't ever quite heal quite the same. Well, I mean, Terrence Crawford has titanium in his orbital bones. I, I think yeah. he has uh, titanium in both eyes or something. Mm-hmm, something but, like that, yeah. But it's just like, yeah, um, he probably if if there's severe damage, he probably has metal in his face. Right. But I I don't know if a year is enough for for something like that to heal. Yeah, and and I just wonder psychologically. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm just speculating. But what's it? What happens if you get hit and you feel something weird in your face oh, Jesus that you never Christ. felt before? Jesus you know? Christ! Yeah, what if what if you, they hit you and something shifts, right? Like, right, and you feel it, you go, "Oh shit, I never felt that before." Yeah. Do you keep fighting or you stop? Exactly. How hard do you keep fighting? What do you do? Fuck! Damn! Damn! Ah. That's scary. Damn! Right, right. I mean, at that point, then you really start thinking about your own health. I mean. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. Whatever professional fighter goes into a ring, he realizes that there's a chance that he will leave the ring diminished yeah. compared to the person he was when he walked in. But yeah, if, if you start feeling bones, which could happen, I mean, bones in your face could start shifting. Um, ooh, what do you do? Ah, uh, shit. That's your and that's your whole career, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Depending depending on what you feel like, I mean, right in that, right there and then, you're not gonna f- feel it too much. You probably will if it if it's really bad, but you would probably have to step on the gas. Realize you're gonna have to step on the gas and try to finish the fight. Ooh, Jesus Christ! That's, that's, yeah, Jesus, these, these guys! Wow, <laughs> wow, wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ! I, I don't I that's amazing. That's amazing that these 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 warriors do this, you know, for and for yeah. our entertainment. For, for our for, entertainment. Yeah, for, for the and for the buck. For the buck and for the glory, yeah, but mostly for our entertainment. Yeah, it's so that's that's a big part of the context, I think, to to that fight is is Errol Spence back? Is he the Errol Spence that we knew before the accident? Or has something changed? Wow. So who else? Who else should we be kind of uh, hoping comes back? Who? What other fights are we looking forward to? Oh God! Um, well, certainly in, in in the new year, I, I know Joshua's fighting. Anthony Joshua, the heavyweight, is fighting a a Russian later on in December. Uh, Poltek or Poltev, something. He, he's a top ten heavyweight contender, but I think it's I think it's it's pretty much seen as as a two a potential tune-up fight to, for the Tyson Fury fight. I think everybody's looking for the for the Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury fight in 2021, mm-hmm. probably in some massive English stadium like Wembley in mm-hmm. London, where they can pack in 60, 70,000 people once once corona uh, has gone by us or once the vaccine has has settled in for us. Um, I think that's probably going to be the the major fight. I, and that's one of those fights that could draw in the casual fan that's one of those fights i think that could get millions of pay-per-views around the world yeah well and, i mean the gypsy is kind of like a fan favorite right i mean that guy yeah you know that, that guy's got become some, a cult hero 
Yeah, he he's pretty wacky too. Like he says some weird things and he's some funny things. So he's he's definitely a character. Uh he's he's fun to kind of follow along. But um but yeah, like uh like isn't isn't uh Tyson Fury, isn't he gonna fight soon too? Like I mean, I, he's gonna fight some some tomato can as well. Let, let me look because mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing we talked about this, I believe, last time. Yeah, he, he is also on pace. I think it's an un, I think it's a tomato can to be named later because I don't think they've actually identified. <laughs> said tomato can um we don't know if it's uh campbell soup or uh or goya right yeah just if, uh, whatever. if they're gonna go with chunky or or what they're gonna do <laughs> or they're just gonna keep it a simple tomato just to yeah. make it nice and digestible see if there's anything on here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make it make it digestible yeah i don't know um yeah joshua's fighting uh puliev on december 12th in london Oh really? Um, and I thought I thought so that's coming up. Yeah, I, I heard I heard that I could have sworn I heard a, a while ago that Tyson Fury was going to fight December fifth. Is that oh, was that is that did that fall through? I mean, if he's going to get a tomato can, no tomato can is going to fight in a week, right? Yeah, I I don't see anything here on the schedule. They just for the fifth all they have is Errol Spence and Danny Garcia mm-hmm. for the welterweight title. Um, we do have Gennady Golovkin back on 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 schedule to fight on the eighteenth. Oh, I didn't know Triple middleweight G- title. I didn't know Triple yeah. G was fighting. So he, yeah, he. It's interesting. He's fighting this guy Samerda, who I haven't really, I haven't seen fight. But it, I'll be interested to see what what G what Triple G has. Um, presumably, he still have his power, but obviously he's getting older and he's getting a little older. He looked a little bit rusty. Uh, his uh, his current rival Canelo Alvarez fights the next day against this Englishman Callum Smith, who. Everybody pretty much feels Canelo should win this fight. It does, I mean, Callum Smith is, is, is a good fighter, but it, it doesn't look like he's a, on the same level as Canelo. And so Canelo is stuck, again, as we were talking, alluding to last time, in this, in this weird position of being the number one fighter in the world, but in terms of box office. Mm-hmm. But he just he doesn't seem to have that, that opponent that really can, can really light the fire of, of, even, of the casual fan, where it's a big deal to go see Canelo fight, yeah, where everybody wants to go see him, even casual boxing fans. Yeah, he needs um, he needs a colorful rival, right? <laughs> he needs a he joker needs to his Batman. He needs somebody, and I I don't know how. I just don't see anybody on the horizon. We'll have to see what happens, but um, those are the big ones coming up in December. Um, I don't see. I, I know this guy. Um, <clears throat> this other young kid, this speedy Garcia, this guy Garcia, who's got some of the fastest hands around, he's going to be fighting the, um, <coughs> excuse me, the young, the British guy. Oh, I can't see the schedule here. The British guy that, that gave um, Lomachenko so much trouble right before his loss to Teofimo Lopez. Um, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. And I can't think of the British guy's name. Luke Campbell. Luke okay. Campbell is his name. Yeah. Former British Olympian, um, gave... Lomachenko almost all he could handle in the fight before Lomachenko stepped in with Teofimo um, Stevenson. He's fighting Ryan Garcia, who, um, who appears to be a pretty good fighter. He's he's a big internet, you know, Instagram, YouTube kind of uh, celebrity. Oh, really? He's got, yeah, he's got very fast hands. So there's lots of video of him doing his workouts, and he is an incredibly fast fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, however, just from what I've seen, he really has his chin up. He's a very much a straight up 
fighter, you know, guy. His chin is up in the air. Really? That's so he's throwing these super fast combinations, but at least from what I've seen, certainly even in fights, there's not a whole lot of head movement there. And um, he may be able to get away with that for a little while at a certain level, but there's going to, there's going to come a time where he's not going to be able to get away with that no matter how fast he is. So he's fighting this Luke Campbell guy. He's doing a lot of talking. Ryan Garcia is that he's going to knock out Luke Campbell and, 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 he wants to take on Lomachenko next, and he's calling everybody out now. Wait, why call Lomachenko? Um, like he just lost. Call a guy that beat him. Like that is like <laughs> that is this, that is the weakest sauce thing to do. Like you don't. Well, I think he's also been calling out Teofimo, but I think he's a little too young for anybody to take him seriously. He doesn't have anybody big on his resume. Uh-huh. Luke Campbell, if he beats him, would be the biggest name on his resume. Mm-hmm. Um, more reason, just because he was a former Olympian and who Luke Campbell has fought. But he he's he's a he's a big talker. Mm-hmm. He he's a little bit of a purdy boy as well. So he has a certain fan following with with the with the ladies with the lady fight fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, he is super fast. He's got impressive speed. But I just wonder what's going to happen when he gets clocked, because he is going to get clocked. Yeah. yeah. Is he, does he, he have the chin? Yeah. Does he have the chin and does he have the heart? Yeah. Um, he's he's a golden boy guy, right? He yes. But I think he too is having a falling out with Golden Boy. Oh, for Christ's sake! Uh, yeah, it looks like Golden Boy's kind of falling apart. Seemingly, I mean, they're trying to hang on. They may still have Ryan Garcia, but I think there, there's um, there's turbulence in those waters as well. And what is um, going on over there? I I don't know. From what I've kind of heard online and stuff like that, that it just may be um, Deloya's personality, the kind of guy he is. That you know wanting to be the guy in charge, the, uh, the big boss man, mm. um, trying to impose his will or his personality. Um, so I don't know if that's the case or not, but um, yeah, we'll see if he hangs out to Ryan Garcia, but it, it, that's another one. I want to see how Ryan Garcia does against Luke Campbell uh, coming up. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm have to look that kid up on, uh, on Instagram and see how entertaining he is. I mean, he, he likes to mix it up. He he's going to be the, one of those guys who's going to be right there to, to throw his punches. So he's not going to be the the whole. Let's see. This, oh, it's it's December fifth. Nice. December fifth. This weekend. Luke Campbell, Brian Garcia at lightweight, which is one of my favorite weight classes, uh, one thirty five. So yeah, it's, it's a Golden Boy and the Zone promotion. Ah, oh, another reason to go to the Zone. So yes, yet another reason to go to the Zone. Uh, Garcia certainly talking it up. And yes, as I said, Campbell is a 2012 Olympic gold medalist for England. So he certainly got a pedigree. And he's a good fighter. He's a definitely a good fighter. Campbell is is has got problems he will present to Ryan Garcia. But I'm, I I know that Ryan Garcia and his camp are looking for this to be a big stepping stone for them and and to launch them into that into that most elite of all levels at, at 135 pounds. I'll have to so check we'll have that to out. See. I'll have to watch that fight. I'll I'll check that fight out tonight, no, this weekend. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, all right. All right, sorry. Um, no worries. I don't know if you know, but I've said this in other podcasts. Every time they use the microwave downstairs, it fucks with all the internet. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. Uh, I, I guess I have to run a hard, a hard wire to to the stuff up here, but we'll see. 
Uh, Let's see what's going on. Yeah, yeah maybe it's a, it's a cosmic sign that they're telling us to to, to, to wrap it up or something. Yeah, well, the, the boy is probably downstairs microwaving popcorn, which is what he does. He, oh, there you go. Yeah, my son is downstairs and he'll eat like 10 bags of popcorn. So this is not over. <laughs> they're going to be nuking the whole house for the next five minutes. Oh, there you go. Watch some good movies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I will definitely check out that Ryan Garcia joint because... Um, he, I, I like to see the speed, and so I gotta check this kid out. See, see, and, and check him out on, uh, on Instagram. Definitely check him out on YouTube. He, there's a lot of stuff on him. Check out some old fights. Got a lot of ability, so it's, cool. it, it, he'll, be, it'll be exciting to see what, what happens between he and Luke Campbell on December fifth. Very cool. All right. Well, I guess yeah. I guess you're right, man. I guess it's time to go. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else you wanna you wanna add before we split? No, just I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be talking before the, the holidays officially arrive, but happy holidays to everyone. And we can talk uh, after these fights coming up in December and start doing our year in review and our look forward to 2021. All right. I like it. Let's do it. All right, man. So this is Edgar Traves and uh, with my buddy, the lion, <laughs> Martin. He's the roar. <laughs> I need to get a little roaring uh, drop. We can put it. Yeah, I, I could probably find some sound effects or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. We'll catch you next time. Bye. The music you're listening to is called grizzlies and it's by mary riddle you can find that over at epidemic sound man always a pleasure talking to my bud uh, martin i love talking about boxing and i'm just you know i just i really like where tyson is at right now i, I think he uh he's kind of really grown uh, he's you know he's just a very interesting character um anyway if you want to head on over to shop.thefloralpodcast.com Dot com, get yourself a mug, get yourself a t-shirt, help the podcast. Um, that would be greatly appreciated. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is Edgar Traves on the Flow Road Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Bye.